and welcome to the 551 podcast live from the Black Heart. Uh, my name is Wes Berdine. Uh, Bruce McGuire is here with me. Hey, man, thanks. Thank you for thanks for being here. Yep, uh, we we uh, we had the the watch party here tonight uh, at the at the bar, and um, it went okay. Uh, and then uh, because we moved the podcast to the back room. We, uh, everyone else is still drinking outside, and now it's me staring at three people doing this live podcast. Uh, had we done it out there, but the drag, the drag show, they want to start setting that up. So there's karaoke in here afterwards, so we'll put the karaoke on the end of the podcast as well. Um, first, Bruce, I, I wanted to, we're, we're going to talk about a little bit about U.S. men's national team. We just watched Minnesota United uh, lose two to one to DC United uh, in the Battle of the Uniteds. Um, but I, I, I asked you, I was like, I, I want to know what the the story Bruce wants to talk about, non those things, uh, and what what's, what else in the the world of soccer is is interesting right now to you. Two things, but the the one I picked was an odd one because it was doesn't really relate to our normal world, our circle, and that's that the NWSL team. Sky blue, and the insane implosion, and and the, Carly Lloyd is like the leader of the team, and she stayed silent all year while they went through a twenty-eight game season and didn't win a game until the final game of the season, and all these newspaper articles started coming out about how where the team trains, there's no showers, and a bunch of them have to live like four to a two-bedroom apartment, and there's a whole weird um, dynamic when they travel, like they don't travel with coolers and beverages and, you know, Gatorade and water, and they don't have a trainer, and it's it's almost like an amateur team. It's, it's like a, it's like they don't even have a proper, yeah, I guess they pull an RV up to, next to the training, and you're, and you're supposed to they're, here, I'll just read you my notes, okay? They're, they play in Piscataway, New York, New Jersey, which is just southeast of New, of Manhattan, New York City. And they play at Rutgers, at a stadium at Rutgers that holds about 5,000. And the whole, but here's the kicker. The owner of the team is the governor of New Jersey. How good is that? That's, I mean, this whole thing is a very New Jersey story. And, and now Carly Lloyd, after the last game, came out and said, I didn't really know this was going on. I went and I've just the last few weeks been talking to my teammates and they've been telling me these stories and how did I sit down with the owner and we're going to fix this. I Once like, I get out of my golden, golden Rolls Royce and yeah. I mean, I'm happy for her. She's awesome, you know, and deserves everything she gets, but that was a bit weird. I it just, it does jive with, um, She's never seen the most, seemed the most plugged in player of that group. Um, so can I transition to U.S. men's national team? Well, let's just say real quick yeah. that the NWSL semifinals are this weekend. Yeah. Portland against Seattle on Saturday and North Carolina against Chicago on Sunday. Well, assuming they play that, they're supposed say, to play that what game. Are the in, odds of that happening in North Carolina yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Tim? No. There's a, yeah, there's a hurricane. Yeah. So my other topic that I had was uh, yeah. Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones retired, retired after officially. Yeah. He hadn't played for about a year, but he wants to be a coach. 
Like, sir, he's taken UEFA licensing up to B, the U.S. soccer license, he's up to B. Now he's coaching a U19 team in Southern California. He's the next coach of the, the Las, Ve- Las Vegas Lights. Perfect. Perfect. That's, yeah, he should, he should be there um, apprenticing under El Chelis. But Doug McIntyre had an interview with him today, and I don't care what Jermaine says, I like to hear it. Because he always says good stuff. Whether I agree or not, it's not important, but for him, he has said for a long time that coaching is the deficiency in American soccer, and that's exactly what I've always said. Is It's about coaching, and we don't have qualified coaches all up and down the whole stream. Uh, we also have the USF, U.S. soccer, when people apply for those kind of high-level uh, licenses, don't get accepted because they're not prominent enough. So... I mean, I would say there's probably more than one deficiency in U.S. soccer these days, but coaching is up there. Um, uh, speaking of uh, deficiencies then, um, U.S. men's uh, national team played against Brazil on Friday. Uh, we we, uh, we had, the, had the game on here. I, I was bartending, though, so I missed almost all of it, other than to notice that it was really boring. But uh, last night... Uh, uh, against Mexico uh, had a little bit more action. Uh, About the same. Okay. All right. So why don't you tell me what you saw in the Brazil match? And uh, I mean, Brazil brought like half their starters and looked really good. They looked like they continued to play together since the World Cup, and they have great players, and the U.S. looked like they had a lot of kids out there who had some energy and some gusto, and gee, golly, Willikers, we're going to give it our all, that kind of thing. And then I saw a chart after the game of all the touches for the USA, and there was just this gaping hole from about the penalty circle out to the center circle, right there in that center of the field of the attack. A number ten shaped hole, and nobody, no, no just, touches at all. Did it? Did it make the shape of Christian Pulisic's face? I was. I mean, yeah. I kept moving it in and out. Took my glasses on and off, seeing if I could adjust it and get the right picture but anyway yeah i've never been good with those they did have four or five chances against brazil and brazil had four or five chances against the u.s it was on those kind of terms it was even the score is two nothing though that's the only thing that matters um against uh against mexico uh obviously the scoreline was different with a one nil win tyler adams getting the goal uh I mean, for me, the highlight was, I know it's stupid, was Miazga uh, getting in. Who was it? It was, uh, it was Lanyes, yeah, yeah, getting, getting, uh, calling him short. I mean, I'll take that. I'll take the new Clint Dempsey any day of the week, but. Yeah, it was kind of like Dempsey making that face to the Jamaicans. Yeah. It was a very similar thing. Uh, I saw some people get really upset about it and online today yeah i thought it was pretty hilarious some people said it was racist yeah yep yep so, somebody tweeted me a photo of miazga with a clan hood on yeah yeah to another yeah. jock yeah shorter than him he's the other guy was that little pesky dude that will not stop and eventually the big guy gets angry um, you know, the nice thing is, just yells at him. You're short. The next time Mexico plays in the U.S., uh, the the American outlaws can sing. Short people have no reason, got no reason to live. Uh, Randy Newman could be the answer to just <laughs> yeah, about every yeah. great story. Every, everyone has to sing in the Randy Newman accent, though. Uh, is 
is, is are these games uh, is it all right for me to feel that they're kind of pointless as long as we don't have a new head coach and as long as we're we're just kind of seeing the kids? I don't even know if it would matter with a coach. Okay. All right. So everything is meaningless. And uh, speaking of, I really enjoy watching them. Yeah. Because you always see what things people can do. You say the game's meaningless, but for individuals, it's not. I, I should say to the um, sizable audience, if if you have questions, uh, <laughs> yeah. since the show started, uh, you, it's doubled in Yeah, size. it has doubled. If you have questions, uh, you can raise your. I'll I'll bring you the mic, and you can you can pepper uh, uh, Bruce with questions throughout, or or me. But uh, let's face it, yeah, everyone's here for Bruce. I'm here for Bruce. Um, so you know, I want to make a meaningless transition then to Minnesota United. Uh, they did not win one of the uh, five games we were guaranteed that they were going to win by Adrian Heath. Um, uh, but there was a moment, there was a little bit where the first half, uh, admittedly I missed most of it because I was helping the bar run, but uh, they held it together. They got some shots away. They miraculously did not give up goals. And then they went ahead in the first half, uh, in the second like half. Like three minutes in. Yeah. Immediately. Goal. By the Tin Man. By by yeah, Angelo Rodriguez gets yeah. it, breaks his duck, and yep. he, he gets his goal. Somebody yep. got out that little oil can and squeaked up his yep. and... Do you want to explain that joke? It was a really nice. No, I just I think he looks like he's made of tin or something when he's out there. He moves really odd and stiff and yeah, you know, kind of clanky. Okay, that's just when I see him. That's what I think of is the Tin Man. Yeah, from Wizard of Oz. But he but does tonight, have heart, though, and he stayed on that goal. He did. He took he a bad blocked. shot, yep. and he got blocked, and it came right back to him. And then without, and I don't know, somebody sitting next to me said, I was prepared for a Minnesota United player to take an extra touch. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he, and he fired it into the top near post, which is where you're supposed to shoot. If you're going to go near post, you go high. If you go far post, you go low. Yeah. He did it. He scored. I, I was very happy for him. Um. So for a while there, it seemed like a pretty, you know, if, if you're going to squeak by in the first half and then eventually uh, get a goal, there's a lot, at least kind of a cautious positivity there from the, the team. They threw up on the screen of the TV that when scoring first, they had eight wins. And I don't know if they put laws, draws or losses. Well, it must be losses. Is eight, two, and zero. Yeah, so it must be losses because we only because have. they don't have two ties, do they? They, they have two this oh, year. they have two. But I doubt that I. Doubt that they're undefeated in there. Yeah, that's right. They came back against the Galaxy. So, yeah, yeah. it's losses. Um, now it's eight and three. So, w- was there enough positivity in there? Because we had uh, we had a, a Bob. What about Bob signing? Bab. Um, Bab. Uh, next, next to him. He's Bab. from Boston. Did you know that? I did know that, actually. Yeah, yeah next to... Uh, next Bab. to <laughs> Maximiana, who's next to Bob. Bab. Uh, B-A-H-B. Bab. And and the and then you know Rodriguez gets his uh, goal and so it feels like there's at least like something to be positive about there. We can talk about the f- shortcomings on the fullbacks, but right before the game, I got a text that said two number sixes because we don't eat, we didn't have yeah. any all all season. Did so, it work? No, but it, it didn't fail either. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Neither one of them was impressive at all. And so. Uh, Okay, well, I was trying to give some sort of positivity, uh, but thank you for killing it. Well, Jerry got hurt. Jero- 
Jerome Tiasson got hurt, which is, okay. and then so they put in Carter Manley. Yeah. And that didn't work. Yeah, and so and, I mean, all right, I'll go to the negative. Fine, you want to get there? Well, I'm tra just trying to say anything that pops in my head. I'm just in in the both squirrels are running full steam on the treadmill right now. So you had, you had the the two goals come in the the within five minutes. Uh, the 65th when Manley kind of gets megged by uh, Lucio Acosta, yeah. and then five minutes later Manley gets just kind of smoked, sent back to college. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Mark Birch, the other fullback, uh, gets totally beaten to the to the near post. New nickname for him tonight too. What's that? Beachwood. Because <laughs> I mean he, I bet he smells good. Yeah. You know, and he's. I'm sure he dresses nice. He probably wears linen pants and sandals. Yep. And has a has a hammock. And I'm sure he's a good dude. I mean, I bet he reads a lot. And uh, so he he just looks like a dude that I think you could call Beachwood, and no okay. one would argue. Be like, yeah, Beachwood. Okay. All right. I'm, I'll accept Beachwood yeah. and the Tin Man. Where yeah. uh, anything and from he got Manly? Toasted on that on that goal. Yeah. That and, and when Darren Maddox was on the sidelines, I went, uh-oh, he's fast. We don't have any fast guys. Uh, I'll give you this, this posi be bad. positivity. Yep. Uh, is that um, and finally, eventually, there were some uh, uh, you know, tactical subs made. Pangop came in, Franz Pangop, who has a big, big following, uh, in, especially here tonight. Um, and uh, and we, uh, we decided, yeah, we decided the that there would be a... Uh, a, a drink special at, at the bar um, called the Pangop, which would be just a shot of Malort. And then there would be a, a, a double uh, shot um, of the Pangop and the Awundi. And the Awundi is just an empty shot glass. So. Cotton ball in it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so do you have a question here? Yeah, yeah. There. Hey, this is Tim, long-time listener, first-time question asker. You are required, both of you, to select five members of the Minnesota United Football Club team to carry on to next year. You have to choose five, and I'm not leaving until you choose five. Who are they, and why? Adrian Heath, Ian Fuller. We had, uh, a, we had a thing during the game talking about if we had two life jackets, who would we throw them to? And it was... It was Darwin and Ibarra. Yeah. And um, it's and it's possible that if the other Ibarra was here, we might give him one because he, I mean, I don't honestly know what he can do, but he does look like he has something. Yeah, he looks like he has something. Yeah, three, there, there's, there's a, three goals in four games for Ecuador comes from the Yeah, uh, that's the, a positive. The that's yelling. A, that's a positive. Listeners at home. Doubt. But so we haven't five, seen him nearly enough. Five players. So we, Miguel and, and Darwin are, are there. And then we we're saying Romario. And, uh, um, El Scientifico. I mean, that is a nickname, right? Uh, so I, I guess I'd, I'd say... Uh, Bobby, oh. I would take Bobby, and then I would take uh, uh, Dunlady still. A because he's on a generation Adidas. Uh, I'm Boxel. Boxel is good, but I think you can. I think you could put together a, a better defense. I'll pick Eric Miller because he's really nice. He's very nice. He's yeah, a, he's he's. It's not just nice. He's a really good guy. I'll pick him. And maybe he needs his buddy from Woodbury. So there's Coleman. There's five. 
And oh, they, yeah, because you had the Amara and they Amara got the brother, yeah, yeah. Uh, brother-in-law thing. Right? Okay. So, uh, so this, this... The Amara one, brothers, the Woodbury brothers, and El Scientifico. Yeah. That's your team. Five. So, um... That's like a futsal team. Is there... I agree. Uh, is uh, coming up? We've got Real Salt Lake away at the weekend, um, uh, and then Who you've have got scored the, six goals in each of the last two games. Yeah, that that's promising. But we'll have Calvo back, so we can all all be excited about that. Um, is it respect? Do, do are you are you kind of checked out for the season? I mean, you're no, obviously no, care- absolutely not. Yeah. I never am. I'm just not one of the. But I have been running this contest on Twitter at Dunord. And we had 187 players enter, and it was how many points in a seven-game run that ends in Salt Lake. And 187 people picked, and one person picked all 21, one person picked zero, and then there was everything in between. And right now we're down to the last 45 or so, and then after tonight's game we'll have another run of it. But we're at, we're at one point. Yeah, the first we're, six games. We're getting a, a a picture from Miguel on on Twitter saying not a red, but maybe if he breaks my leg, it would be. That is a yeah. It gets a. It's a. It's a you could see it on TV the, how bad the, the scrape was down the back yeah. of his leg. That's a nasty one. Youch. What? I didn't think it was a red. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Even, I didn't see it. So question. I, hold on. Wait for the mic. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, anonymous, many time listener, many time question asker, was. Ron Waxman right. This is uh, Super Agent Ron Waxman, who um, has opinions on Twitter sometimes, mostly about how he really hates the people who run Periscope and how they... I don't know if you've ever, you guys follow him, but he's, he's a he trip. He tried to be a Periscope star for a while. He did, and yeah. he was very upset at how they ran their, uh, their, their stuff. Uh, Ron Waxman says that uh, this team will never succeed as long as Manny Lagos is in, tr- in charge. Um... Uh, he's not not right, is what I'd say. I mean, it, I still think it's too early to tell on on uh, Lagos. Um, a, a GM gets two coach picks to be bad. You know our friend Andy Call, Wes. Our yeah, friend and, Andy Call. Yes. I mean, how many years has he been saying? on the Lagos out? Yeah, yeah. he's he's been he's ever incredible. since Manny was a head coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with yeah. Carl Craig and uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, then. Well, here's here's my thing. No. Here's my thing, yes. and I'm not going to address Ron. I like him. He's, you know, sent me messages for years, so we're all good. But we've never met in person. Manny Lagos and Amos McGee, I've hung out with many times, and they are great people. And that's what makes it hard for me to rip them as bad as I should because they've been awful. But they're really good guys. And, you know, when we see each other, they don't turn and walk away. They come and genuinely say, we greet each other, you know? We haven't hung out in a long time, though, like since last October. Yeah, we haven't hung and, out and, since I probably started last saying fall, Keith out every week. in November, week, I think it was November, uh, Wes, you were there. There was a, there's a class at the University of Minnesota on, on modern football culture around the world. And the... Professor Michael Lauer uh, invited a couple of us to come and talk to the class, and Amos came, and I was shocked. I was like, wow. And I thought he was fairly forthcoming, but during one of the questions, somebody said, you know, who are you going to, who are you going to, 
go after in the winter transfer window. And he just turned and he looked at me and he just said, yes, 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 I know, Bruce, defense. Because <laughs> I've just been hammering that for years. Yeah. And what did they go out and do in the offseason? They, they drafted Manley and Olmsberg and they signed Tyrone Mears. That's it. Oh, oh, and, and a guy named Oh Wunde Echo, who yeah. none of us have ever seen in person. <laughs> the mysterious man. Uh, but yet they had to f- But yet they had to fly to Africa twice to scout him. That's how good this guy uh, other, is. Other other questions from, from the audience? Any anyone? So I and I don't want to see those guys lose their jobs. I like them. I don't want to see. I don't want to see anyone ever get fired from a job. I want everyone to be great at their job. But the team needs new people. <laughs> These guys are laughing. I'm being. Sincere. I'd say. I'd say. I'm. I'm, I'm more. And not just because of the the. Um, I'm still mad about uh, Christian being sold, but I am. Uh, but that there though that series of things where you bring in. Romario, you spend a lot of money on him. He's not playing. Maybe it's all fitness. You got Rodriguez, and you now have your whole hopes, all your hopes pinned on this guy who seems decent. I think he's actually been all right. But um, it's just these weird gambles that you're making that don't make sense to me. Tim? Last question. If you're Cincinnati. We'll decide when the last question comes, buddy. Last question for me. Um, If you're Minnesota United, who do you really, really, really hope FC Cincinnati chooses in the expansion draft. I don't, I don't care. Uh, they're not taking any of our guys. Here's um, a positive thing. Well, two, two things. One, I'm just going to read you a quick, a quick text from the stadium tonight in D.C. Uh, this match has just imploded on itself. They went from, they, meaning Minnesota United, went from bad to okay to horrible. <laughs> That was from my brother, Bill, yeah. who was at the game. <laughs> All right. So shout out to Bill McGuire. One of the, one of the coolest yeah. one of the coolest people on earth. Let can I just no, there's been plenty. Um Darwin Quintero Darwin Quintero, besides not scoring tonight, was great. Yeah. That dude was great. He's a great player. But last night in the USA game, we saw why Club America got rid of him. Diego Lenes. The little man. Took his position. Yeah. They're about the same height. Yeah, that's true. They are both. Really but that's why they got rid of him, because of Diego. Yeah. And they both had, I mean, Lenay's wasn't great. He had a couple of great moves. Um, there, but, was, but, there was a couple years of, like, other things happening at America. Where of course. I, they, he never had POs. <laughs> so I... You're right that that's why they could finally let him go, but he was out of favor there for two years. No, absolutely. I'm going to call it short on a on a, a shorter podcast so that we can uh, leave the room. But uh, thank you, Bruce, and thank you, uh, comrades, for being here. You're welcome. And thank you for listening.